We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. Our listeners asked, and today we are answering lots of listener questions coming at you today. Yes, lots of questions, some answers. Some answers. We might be right, (laughs) we might be wrong, but we will answer the best of our ability, that's for sure. But to up the ante, we have a guest to help us answer those questions. We do. Sometimes we need help, Doug. Sometimes. Some, all the Sometimes. time. Sometimes. Thank you to our spouses who are listening to this show and always <laughs> helping us through everything. So anyway, you know who else helps us, Doug? Transition. Our Patreons help yes. us. They do. They, they do. are an amazing community. And no new ones this week, but two long-term Patreons. We have to give a shout-out to Heather Actung and Jennifer Edmondson. I butchered those last names. I'm so sorry, guys. I think you got the second one just Okay, good. I I love interacting with uh, you guys, but um, yeah, I'm not the best at names. Neither is Doug, as we will learn here soon enough because we have another Apple podcast review. Thank you for leaving the reviews. We really appreciate them. It's good to get the feedback and positivity. So here we go. I'm so glad I found this amazing podcast. And then like five exclamations. So I don't think I said that loud enough. Yeah, no. All the and then five stars, right? And it's by C squared 642005. Oh, I totally thought you were going to say cook squared. No, I was C waiting squared. for that one. Okay. For, and then I'm guessing June 4th, 2005. That's just my, my next... My next thing is something big happened that day for C squared. Anywho, on to the review. I was so lucky to stumble upon Rope Drop Radio while planning for me and my son's first WDW trip. Doug and Derek together along with Michelle have helped me plan the most out of our upcoming trip. I am so happy these Disney dads are here to help us first timers get through the ins and outs of the parks. And I will never stop listening. Thank you. Rope drop radio. And then like 10 exclamations. I I like exclamation points. I can't get get that loud. Kids are supposed to be sleeping. That is my kids are not right now. That is for sure. I can hear them in the soft distance. Samantha's probably out two a days happening for soccer. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling season just ended. So they're, you know, that's that awkward between sports, the winter and spring sports, Doug. Uh, in high school, it's just like it just goes from one. In. Yeah, I miss it's those It's just days. boom, and then you're there two a day, six a.m. And then after school, I do not envy her. No, no. But it's all worth it because she, yes, all worth it. Anyway, anyway, back to uh, Disney. We and do. A guest. So we have a guest. So today we welcome back a great guest, longtime member uh, and former member of the Disney Moms panel, now known as the Plan Disney panel. Welcome back, Kathy Kay. Kathy K, because you guys don't want to pronounce. No, my last I'm bad name. enough at last names. We're going Kathy K <laughs> no, on this one. Everybody, I'm everybody I'm going to Greece. K. I'm going to Greece this summer. I should probably practice it, but nah. In Greece, Karalekas. Just... Oh my exactly. gosh! Yeah, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, I'm, my I'm tongue just doesn't follow... roll that way. I have German nope. in me. Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. I'm I I'm a good Irish girl. I left behind a good Irish name, perfectly fine Irish name to marry a Greek man. So. Uh, you know, I had Oof. to learn a little bit. <laughs> so I'm happy to be back. It's so cool to be back with you guys again. Yeah, we're so rope dropping, rope dropping yes. with you guys. That's right. We like <laughs> to rope drop. Well, speaking of rope dropping, the 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 Disney Plan panel. Tell us a little bit about it before we get into listener questions and how someone might try to apply. Well, uh, Plan Disney is an online forum where guests can submit their trip planning questions and. Uh, the panelists are there to answer those questions. And we are um, guests just like everybody else. We're not cast members. We just are longtime travelers and guests of uh, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we just love helping people plan their vacations. I am not active right now. I'm a past panelist. Um, but I do love to plug my friends at PlanDisneyPanel.com whenever we can. Um 
And since we are just regular guests who love to help people, then just about anybody can apply for the panel. And that comes up around um, September. So just start watching social media, watch the Disney Parks blog, and you should see an announcement for the 2023 panel, most likely sometime at the end of the summer or early fall. Yes, and you can find Kathy with us oh many moons ago. You didn't and that's look where up the like, episode number, Doug. Um, I was busy watching Nebraska basketball instead <laughs> of okay. doing that. I meant to, but our Huskers won a game I on the that. road against a ranked opponent. Oh, Ohio State, how sad for you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, we looked at the numbers. We have a lot of people in Ohio that listen to this show, Doug. It, that just tuned us off. I yes. said it's sad for them. Okay. Like, it was a bad loss to us. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, over the last week, guys, Doug and I have changed how we do the podcast. So we're able to see what states and, you know, listen to us uh-huh. more and more. And it has been the most fascinating thing. In fact, we're going to talk about Patreon sometime about it. Yeah. Uh, we got to break weeks. this down because it just blows my mind. So anyway, back to the show. Should Listen we talk to Florida questions. Gator football, uh, basketball at all? I can talk Florida They have Gator a team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it SEC play yeah. basketball? I don't know. I haven't. I thought we, we haven't really been football. following it's actually, we're not that basketball. great right now, but that's okay. I've t- I tuned out of basketball months ago yeah. as we were horrible, and then we that's decided horrendous. to win two games in a row at the end of the season there to give go. us hope going into a tournament where we have no hope. No hope. No hope. All right. Question time. Question. Time for questions. Because there we go. From Patrick. Also, thank you everyone who uh, left questions for us. We asked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So follow us at Rope Drop Radio and all the things. So anyway, Patrick asks, Genie Plus strategy, which parks are the best to buy it and which can make do without it? This is a really good question, right? Because you don't necessarily have to buy Genie Plus for every day of your vacation. You can kind of pick and choose. So if you're going to a particular park on a certain day, you don't you want to save that 15 bucks per person, you know, maybe you don't need to invest in Genie Plus for, you know, for every single day of your vacation. Um, I I would say if you're going for a longer vacation and maybe you have a couple of days in each park, like say for example, you're gonna have two days in Magic Kingdom you know, maybe you get it for one day and not the other. Maybe your second day in Magic Kingdom is more of a relaxed, you know, let's just go on whatever kind of day. You know, otherwise, I think there are certainly attractions in each park that would be useful, right, for Genie Plus. I mean, any anything that has a long line, which right now is almost everything. Um, so I think it's useful for just about any park, but I think that my best advice would be, you know, if you're planning multiple days, um, in any of the parks, maybe that second day, maybe don't get it for that one. Yeah, that's it. There's no wrong way to do it, there's no absolute right way to do it. But I feel like if I can save a half hour of standing in line with my children and other people's families and children, <laughs> I, that I'm sold. That's yeah. uh, that's my breaking point. And I think it's pretty easy to save a half hour unless you don't book something at 7 a.m. And then you don't book another one when you can. Like if you just, if you do the work on it, if you actively book things, it's worth it. If you're going to like not book something at 7 a.m., you're going to wait till like you roll out of bed at 10. Then I think it's not worth it. But also if you want to sleep in, but you can set an alarm, book something at seven, roll back over. I can't do that. More power to you. You also don't have to buy all of Genie Plus to use the individual lightning lanes. I think that's an important caveat. You Mm -hmm. can you can just get Rise of the Resistance without getting Genie Plus. But then like you're committing to every other line in Hollywood Studios, which yeah I mean, (laughs) you could just sit at baseline tap house. It doesn't work there, so that's yeah. Yeah. So, it, he said parks. And oh, so the first one that came to true. mind is Magic Kingdom. You're going to get the most bang for your buck. There is the most lightning lane attractions. Yeah. Uh, if you're going one day Magic Kingdom, absolutely it's a must. I agree. If you're going two days, get it one day, maybe not the next if you want to save mm-hmm. a little bit of money. And I also agree with Doug. Hollywood Studios, uh, Slinky Dog by itself Mm-hmm. almost pays for it alone. Like, I'm a family of five. So, yeah, we're shelling out some money. But to get us all on Slinky Dog and we'll save an hour, maybe two hours, Yeah, done. It's I, worth it. Unsung Hero also is Test Track. Yeah. Like, that's a big one because it goes down. If you're in standby, it goes down. I, 
just having that in your back pocket is great. Get that first thing in the morning and you're set with test track. A lot less stressful day at Epcot. And then you can enjoy the uh, food and wine or the flower and garden or the holiday, you know, all the all the things. All the things. And one more really important point on this is to keep in mind, you need to make sure that you're checking like really close to when you're going to go. Check and make sure that the attractions, the Genie Plus attractions haven't been moved. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. um, right now, those individual Lightning Lane attractions, uh, which ones? Space Mountain, Frozen Ever After, Runaway Railway have just been moved from individual lightning lane back to Genie Plus. So increases that value. Yeah. So you can't get those as individual lightning lane right now. You can, they're not available as that separate purchase. You can only get that with Genie Plus. So if you want to ride one of those, um, you know, then you're going to want Genie Plus. But just make sure as close to your vacation as you can, double check that the list of attractions on each one of those levels, because that could change your planning completely. And that Genie Plus change from individual Lightning Lane for like Space Mountain, Frozen, and Mickey and Minnie's runs through like August. August, yeah. Eighth or ninth, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. So it's a really long time. And hopefully by the time they get to that point, they're just like, yeah, just keep it. And my guess is when Everest comes back online, it will go into that pool as well rather than oh, individual so. Lightning Lane. That's why there's no change at Animal Kingdom. It's because yep. they're already running with just one individual Lightning Lane. All right. I think we got it. I think we got yeah. it. We do. All right. Next one is from CT. When is the dining plan returning? The question that we uh, hear all the time. I'm sure Michelle hears every single oh, day. She would love uh, for Not that to soon be back. enough. How about that? That's my answer. Not uh, soon enough. You can't enough. see me shrugging. I'm shrugging. Uh, this year? We don't know. We don't know, right? I mean, as far as I know, there haven't been any you know, updates on that. There hasn't been any kind of movement on that, at least not, you know, officially announced or anything. Um, so our plan Disney hack, we have a hack for this. Um, instead, whatever money you would spend on the Disney dining plan, whatever level that you were thinking to get, put, get that, use that money to get Disney gift cards. I like that. And then that is sort of your own personal dining plan, right? That your mm-hmm. pre-budget, really all the dining plan is, is a pre-budget. It's pre-paying for your dining. So if you put that money into gift cards and then use those to pay for your meals, it's really kind of the same thing as a dining plan. You're just pre-budgeting and then using that money to, you know, pay for your meals. Plus, I'm going to try that think, when I go in March. Okay. You guys may know better because I don't really, well, like I don't use, I don't buy gift cards like at stores, but I mean, you may still get deals on target, mm-hmm. like with the red card, yep, 5% at, and at Costco, I think Costco, Sam's Sam's club. Yep. Yeah. BJ's. So, so you can even save a little bit by buying the gift cards for a discount and then using those for your dining plan. Yep. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it will be back once they figure out how to, you know, get the supply chain and staffing in order. Exactly. So, you know, yep. tomorrow. <laughs> and, so, um, like earlier today, I was texting with Mr. Alex Sinek, and he was gonna go find dinner, and he went to three different restaurants that are closed on Monday and Tuesday, over in the Boardwalk and Caribbean uh, Beach area. Really? So we're not even keeping all the restaurants open. Yeah. On Mondays and yeah. Tuesdays, so we're a ways away. So yes. thank you for the info, Alex. Yeah. All right. Well, and I can't wait for it to be back. I love it. So anyway, uh, going with Aaron, tips for using Genie Plus with a large group, 10 or more people. I I have one I'll just say real quick. Okay. Is I would use one account and multiple people can log in to do different things, despite what some people say that you can't be logged in on more than one device. Trust me. You can. We've been I've logged in on five times. at the same time. Can we do it. You do that. If everybody has their own account, it gets really hairy. And then tech support has to make sure everything's linked right. And it's never linked right. It's Disney tech. So one account, multiple people, just make sure you, before you buy something, make sure you have the right people checked. Yes. So I don't know. Kathy, do you have some other good advice for 10 plus? You were, you're, I'm echoing what you're saying. Just make sure that you have your friends and family list. I always say that backwards, family and friends. I say friends and family. I mean, 
like the friends and family. Because you like friends. Hopefully, you're friends with your family. <laughs> Some people aren't. <laughs> you know, Disney nomenclature. It's family and friends. Your family and friends list. Um, just make sure you have everybody on your family and friends list to begin with, and then they should populate in your you know list there when you when you bring it up. Um, you know, Doug's right. You, I, we've done that before too. We have one account. My husband and I share. Um, on like his device has it, you know, he's logged in on my account and I'm logged in on my account. And we've done before, we're like trying to get stuff on the same, you know, on the same account on different phones. So that should work. But yeah, I think it's up to 12 people you can do at a time. Um, so 10, you should be able to do, and then just have them all in your list beforehand. And the other thing, just it makes sure everybody wants to do the same thing. Oh yeah. That was my tip. Everyone have a plan. There you go. All right. Well, you go. You go, Derek. Oh, I was Call just going to say, 7 a.m. is not the time to debate what ride we are <laughs> right. doing. You mean on the bus? Yes. Going to Magic Kingdom at 6.58? No, that is not the I time. Have a plan once. made the night before. Mm-hmm. Have one, the leader. We'll call them the, the alpha of the group. They are the ones like, no, this is what we're doing at this time. Whoever gets clicked it first gets it in. Now, if you do have different groups that want to do different things, then that's where multiple devices and multiple accounts can come in. You know, you can, you know, click five people to go to this one and then somebody else does five people to go to something else. I don't even let my my kids have that. No, there's just like, yep, we're doing this. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. I was on the bus once to Magic Kingdom and this family, extended family, they all had separate accounts and they all were trying to make Genie Plus lightning lanes that overlapped for the same thing so they kept going like oh i got 1005 oh now i have 11 and so people were like canceling rebooking cancel because you don't get to pick the time so i'm eventually they had it down to where they had between the four different accounts a 10 minute overlap for their first thing the amount of stress that caused had they just had one account all linked properly one person make it done no. that's my that they, just and and i'm standing in the middle of all of it just me just right there just this one overheard guy. at disney just <laughs> i was like I, I, can i that's I when you record help? it and put it on patreon doug oh that would have been, been fun all right no. let's let's move on to michelle microwaves can people really request them i don't I don't know anymore. I, they've had them in the past, especially if you have a medical, you know, reason that you need to have a microwave. I, there have been limited numbers of them in the past, um, but I would say don't count on that for sure. Um, you can always use the microwave in the quick service uh, location at your resort, um, or you know, book a family suite at Art One of Animation. Villa, there you go. Yeah, or a villa or a mm-hmm. DVC villa. Absolutely. That way you're guaranteed you have that microwave right there and a, you know, a sink and a refrigerator and and actually the villas do they, do they have do they have full size fridges or are they um the dorm size fridges like in the family suites? Oh, you know? Sure. Do we yeah. know? We have a full bigger. size. Yeah, it's a yeah. bigger fridge. A full size. Yep. Which mm-hmm. means you also have a freezer. Because in the family ice. suites, you just have the right. You only the little, have the yep. yeah. It's a dorm large fridge. dorm fridge, which is a thousand times better than the chiller in all the other rooms. Uh, the yeah, chiller, okay. half the time I change the dial, and I'm not sure it did yeah. anything ever. The or chiller. Fort Wilderness, if you or the cabins at Fort Wilderness, you can. That's a full size, you know, big refrigerator like in your kitchen. You have a full kitchen. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance I can get a microwave from my pop century room if I need to for a medical reason. I, I, they have in the past had them available for that sort of thing. I don't know post COVID. I don't know um, what the status is of that, but I know it. they have in the past. So it's worth asking, but I would say more than likely your best bet is just, you know, the quick service, the microwave in your quick service is available to everybody. Moving on to a question that I love. Ryan Brady asks, what, if anything, will Disney do to combat Universal's new park? Because that park seems to be pretty epic, mind the pun. Also, Uh will we ever have a ride that connects to parks like Hogwarts Express? Doubt that. The parks are so far apart. The Skyliner does that. That's the Skyliner. I mean, Halcyon kind of has one. The Star Cruiser, the Transport. 
kind of like the Hogwarts, kind of. Um, not park to park, but from resort from to a resort park. to yeah. park. We're getting there. Okay. But what are they going to They're going to build that fifth gate. Come on. No questions asked. I, That's what we're doing. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they just finish Tron. That, Can we yeah, just get eventually? that? Because here's the thing. Universal, it's going to open in 40 months. And it's really exciting. But the thing is, a lot of people who book Universal also book a little bit at Disney. So Disney's still getting the money anyway. It's not like Universal is taking away know. from them as much. We'll know, see. Man. I they just they need to announce something because the speed at which Disney does construction, it takes them. I mean, the the train has been closed since 2018. 2018 yeah. for Tron construction. It's 2022. We're in four years to build a carbon with, copy with a kid who my kid is obsessed with trains. By the time he gets to write it, he I know he's care. gonna be done with that phase. And he, it really yeah, age out of trains. No, I'm well aware. He, it's insane. Yes. All you got's the monorail or go to Disneyland. Let's see, guys. Oh, we did, the Casey, we did the Casey did we? Jr. train a lot in Disneyland. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but no, it's a great question because I, I think this new park is going to be epic and it's got a lot of great things. They're building it. They're speed rushing this. So if Universal really does start pulling away from Disney's revenue stream, that's when you see Disney like, okay, maybe we do look at a fifth gate or actually just cleaning up and fixing up and adding attractions to all their parks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, we have no answer. No. It but I love this question the, though. The, the way they'll combat it is the, like they'll open Epic Universe and Disney will be like the day before or the day after. They'll Mary make Poppins press. is finally no. opening in London. No, no, you're getting too carried away. Oh. Derek, they're going to they're going to call a press conference, get all the bloggers. Yep. And the vloggers there. Oh, so and we're they're there. Gonna, they're they're going to announce the return of the dining plan. Ooh, yes. Oh, Tie go. it back in. I like it. <laughs> yep. OK, now that one's. All right. That question. Moving on. Holly Griffin, on one of your last podcasts, you mentioned having multiple battery packs for your phone. How do you travel on a plane with those? I've had no problem. You you just can't put them in your checked bags. You have to have them in your carry Carry on on your on your person. I I have like 10 batteries in my backpack. I make Derek carry one. I carry one in a cargo. That's why I purse pants. I have like five of my. Well, you carry one for me. Oh, so okay. and then like Michelle has, uh, yeah, it's I have a lot. So carry many. Carry them on. Don't forget them in the airplane. I've done that. I think you were with. No, that was with my kids. I yep. was yelling at a kid to get up and move. We left one Mine, in the stroller. Though. It happens. So this yep. way you take a lot. I don't know. Yeah, that's not, why we do take like at least five. Dozen. Okay, not dozen. <laughs> that's but at least how much five. Genie Plus uses. It does take way too battery. much. It's really it's like, kind did of you getting open angry. That app again? The fact that actually you have a lot more kids than I do. Well, we have the same amount of kids. You have They're a lot more kids, kids on on screens, and uh, I can see that just draining phones. So yeah, I'm probably gonna have to add a couple more. Yeah, but how much power does Snapchat take? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on is, Snapchat. I'm not either because I know they might they'll take pictures of me and send it to make fun of me. No. I like, do that thanks, without kids. Snapchat. Thanks. Derek. I put that on the Patreon page. Also, if you want to see any of those Patreon page pictures of Doug, you'll have to be a member and we'll take plenty more in March and April. Uh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. All right. JC asks, when do you think Disney will get back to normal crowds or will it ever? Define Kathy, what do you normal. think? Yes. <laughs> Define normal I, because it's pretty busy right now from what we're seeing, right? I mean, there yeah. are an awful lot of visitors normal like the 1990s when you could just kind of walk on whatever you want right that's what people think is normal yeah is normal yeah is normal not busy or is normal busy i mean there used to be sort of a predictable pattern you know where it was it was not so busy in january and then it would you know ramp up for spring break and then it would come back down and then would ramp up again in the summer one thing to look at i think um i always tell people Look at the blockout dates for annual passes, especially for the the Florida resident annual passes. As a Florida resident, I'm quite familiar with these. Those blockout dates are the dates that Disney is telling us as as residents, you don't want to be here anyway. This is busy. This is Mm -hmm. the busy time. And the new blockout dates are um, for the new levels of passes. 
it used to be all summer was blocked out for the lowest level of passes. Now they've added summer dates back in. So most of the holidays are blocked out for the lower levels of the passes. Um, but there are a lot of days in the summer you can go now. So summer isn't as busy as it always Kids used to be. Kids have camps and all sorts of right. things. Yeah. It's hot. And it's it hot. Is. We're just it tired is. of the hot. Yeah. yeah. And I think, is. honestly, I think a lot more people are more inclined to take their kids out of school and just go. Yep. You know, I think people worry less about, oh, no, we can't miss school. You know, so I think that summer has become like, you know, early fall is busier now than mm-hmm. it used to be. Well, there's a lot more fall breaks across the country that are now a week instead yeah. of like a day or two days. Yeah. So you have a whole week in the fall. that's coast to coast now instead of just certain pockets of areas that has a huge impact on October. I remember when October used to be nice other Mm -hmm. than Columbus day weekend. Mm -hmm. And now it's like uh, October and give me that 10 foot pole. I'm not touching it. October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got food and wine has expanded so much. To 12 months. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And the Halloween parties are, you know, starting August now. So, you know, the times that we used to think of as the the slower periods really aren't so much anymore. But um, what was the question again? Oh, Are they ever get back to normal? normal crowds? I think we're there ish yeah. ish. But I mean, predictably, if you're about capacity. Two years. It's it's yeah, pr- yeah. We won't know what they're doing with capacity until Mm-mm. Christmas. Yeah. Right. If point. you can get a park pass to any park other than maybe Magic Kingdom for Christmas Day through New Year's Day of then we know we're back to 100% capacity, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, if they're not restricting that. But if there's still, like, park pass issues come the holidays, then we know they're not at 100%. Because 100% is, like, literally a week. Like, is it full capacity? Well, Disney doesn't get to full capacity, but for no. a few days. Yeah, yeah. And even really. then, it's not full. They no, might, not technically they'll full. They'll take right? that money, bring you in, spend yeah, it. Yep. I, I think we're there. Yeah, I think no, we're I there. agree. I just wish they had a few more things open to get rid of some of the crowds. Yeah, that would help. Character meet and greets. Bring them back. Anyway, Steph Walker asks, if you can make a Genie Plus reservation at 7 a.m. for later in the day, say 4 p.m., what time can you make the next one, 9 a.m. or 11 a.m.? This is a great question. It sounds like a math problem. It is. There's two trains. The answer is 11 a.m., 11 a.m. because if you make your Disney your Genie Plus reservation reservation is that the right word you make your Disney Genie Plus at 7 a.m. if the park opens at 9 that clock doesn't start ticking we're talking about the 120 minute rule you can make it after 120 minutes have passed but that 120 minute rule clock doesn't start ticking until the park opens so I mean that's if your park opens at 9 if the park opens at eight, like Animal Kingdom sometimes will open at eight or even Magic Kingdom on a busy day might open at eight, then that's different. But if assuming your park opening is at nine, then the answer is 11. What if it's 10? Or uh, 11, like then Epcot. It's, then uh, it's two hours after. Two hours after that. After opening. Yep. And the right. app is so really good. It it, the app will tell it you exactly you. what time. Because I had a weird one. It was like. 406 or 506 something weird i'm like oh i i was on a ride so i waited till but it i set a timer on my phone i'm like all right you're going off mm-hmm. at 05 so i know to make one at 06 yep so set that, the timer for yes. two hours oh the timer's great or after you tap in <laughs> yes that's when you can make it but they're at four so you can yeah. sh- in theory should be able to make you should several make yes couple, and that's right. when we talk about stacking at the end of the night mm-hmm. yep yeah yep. stack you- them up Use your earliest one or 120 minutes have passed since you've made one. That's right. <laughs> Not complicated at all, folks. No. <laughs> and you can book an individual lightning lane anytime. Yes. And it makes sense after you money. do it a few times. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's right. Your second trip with Genie Plus. Oh, so much better. much better. So Especially, much better. Yeah, if your phone doesn't Unfortunately, die, most yes. people don't have two trips to practice before they're there with their family on their once in a lifetime trip so that's, that's why we're trying to yep. help there you go yeah. practice at home yeah. you can't really read all watch videos watch youtube videos right i mean 
That's what I do for everything. <laughs> I don't know how to. The do answer is listen to more podcasts. Listen to more yeah. rope drop radio or <laughs> podcast. Ask us questions. There we go. <laughs> All right, yeah. Stolk three one four asks: In case something goes airy, wait, was that? Awry. Awry. Awry? Okay, Awry. thanks, Doug. Can you still modify That's... table service reservations so long as it is before your check-in time? And how early can I park at a resort before a dining reservation so I have time to check it out? I love that second question because it can be anything. You can modify, mm-hmm. but you run the risk of not being able to... Yes. You know, you can modify as long as there's something available. Yeah. Yes. You know, as long as there's a time available, yes, you can modify, but you don't want to say cancel your reservation and then not be able to. Right. To you cancel get it. 20 minutes before you get charged, but you can modify it out 59 days. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we've modified something. multiple times, adding one or two people, thankfully. We just go 15 minutes before and been able to, hey, we're reservation of five. Can we do six? And You're, stuff like that. So this is on the app, Derek. They're oh, talking about on yeah, the app. okay. Not walking up. Because as soon uh, as you For the record, on the app, in, I did do it. Prior to your I, check-in, I think you though. can. Oh, okay. I think you, you can. Yeah. I think you can modify okay. pretty, pretty much right up to your check-in time. Um, but before you available. check it. Yeah, before yeah. you check it. But it's just, you know, odds are, yeah. can you? I mean, the, theoretically, you can. But mm-hmm. practically, can you? Is there a table size available? You know, if you're adding people or if you're you wanting to change your time, you may or may not be able to do that. But mm-hmm. I, I think you're allowed to if the availability is there. Yeah, if, if like 30 minutes out, you're like, there's no way we're going to make it. What And you don't have, like, you're going to be so late. Say your flight's late or mm-hmm. your transportation got messed up. And you're like, yeah, we're not eating there tonight. Um, I would bump it out 59 days. And then once you confirm that you moved it, then just cancel. Cancel it. That day. way you yep. avoid the charge. The uh, charges, $10 per person. And how Has early can you park? anyone here ever gotten that charge? Yeah. Yep, I have. Yeah. No. Not gonna lie. No, yep, definitely right. did that once. Did not make it into Epcot in time. Tried to fly yeah, in and get there, and no. yeah, no, it happened. Didn't and didn't modify bumping bumping cancel. Did we I was a, hoping to get there in time, and it just nope. We were no guarantees that this would work, but we were stuck in traffic once, so we have to drive on the dreaded I four. Uh, from the dreaded I four. That's <laughs> the, the most I-4. romantic interstate in America. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> Full of uh, trains. Wait, wait, I want to. Why is it interstate romantic? What just, makes an interstate romantic? I, I got nothing. I, okay, yeah, nothing. It's just it's a terrible <laughs> interstate. It's always under construction, so you have these it's slow. Awful. It's because you're going really slow through construction. You can have time to talk to your significant other. Okay, it's all right, there you go. go. There's not even right. construction coming from Tampa. I don't know what it is. Um, there is a lovely Mickey ear, um, uh, like electrical pole mm-hmm. coming in. So that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but we were stuck in traffic on I-4 at one time and we had a dining reservation at um, Be Our Guest. And we actually just called the dining phone number, Disney Dining, and said, yeah, we're not going to make it. And they were able to get in touch with the restaurant and let them know they're they're coming and you know they they held it for us so i don't know that'll work every time and probably you can't call when you're on a plane but yeah, stuck in tricky. traffic on i4 it's worth a try <laughs> so how early has anyone here ever parked at a resort i know what i've done okay I, I, I this think isn't what i've done huh. so i I mean, I've parked an hour before a reservation. I did an hour once. one time. Yes. I don't think I'm brave wow. enough to push it further. Mm-hmm. It would totally depend on time of day and mood of person at the gate. But yeah. I've parked an hour before. We talked to the person at the gate for quite a while, like an awkward amount of time. Oh, I was just like waved in. I was nope. Like, right, I was like, what are you on. doing here so early? And I was like, we want to see all the Christmas decor. And they're like, okay. Uh. an hour i think 30 minutes is kind of what they expect yeah i think that because they want you to be early because you got to park you got to walk in you got to go to check in um so 30 minutes so an hour isn't crazy and you generally have a you know a couple hours two or three hours after you know before they really start 
harassing you <laughs> to move your car. I mean, even that, I've never heard anybody really get like. Ugh, I've you know? yet to be harassed. Yeah. So, I, you know, if you don't have time or you can't get, you know, get in early, you'll have time after you eat mm-hmm. to explore if you want to. There you go. I agree. All right. Wendy asks, what is the best plan of action for extended evening hours at Magic Kingdom? We'll, we'll be at Magic Kingdom three days and we'll hopefully get to utilize the extended hour on one of our days. So this is the, I, I assume she's talking about um, for deluxe, deluxe. Resort. deluxe yep. Yeah, the yep. deluxe resort extra hour that you get. Um, I mean, if you've ever done extra magic hours in the evening, it's it's basically what that was. So... But um, less people. Yeah, less significantly people. less people. Yeah, so and you especially can... at the Magic Kingdom, it's a good one. Now, is this one? Do they? They don't do. Am I mixing it up with? Um, they don't do like free ice cream and stuff. No, That's it's the other just one. Yeah. just extended yeah, park it's, hours. It's just it's just like yes. extra magic hours. Yep. So, you yeah, scan so... your magic band when you go into queues. So people that so there can still be crowds because they're not kicking people out of main street and out of the ambiance, but they're not letting them in people the in the lines of the ride. Yes. Yeah. So you have a chance to ride, you know, make, take some rides and yeah. have yeah. some fun, just in a little extra fun. So plan of action, I guess um, you'll be there, you know, during the day and you can stay Right. I mean, would you guys mm-hmm. say that's the best yeah. way to do that? Yeah. Or show up for fireworks and stay after that, too. That'd you know, be a fun one. That, Take a long a nap in way. the afternoon. Have a good dinner somewhere. Mm-hmm. Always a long nap. <laughs> and I guess it also, obviously, it's going to depend on if you have, you know, small kids or not. You know, yep. like it, you may change your plan of action for that. But yeah, we tried and this? it uh, it failed our children. <laughs> yeah no we our kids were done yeah yeah so that's you have to know your family and your situation yeah i would try to hit you know the shorter length attractions like your first attraction you go on when this starts i would not do small world or I pirates any of the big ones do something with that's a shorter like thunder mountain is a shorter ride um you know that way you can get on it get off to something else um, you know, Peter Pan's a short one. Mine train's a short one. Put mine train at the end of the the time allotment, you know, because it will have the longest queue. That would be the only strategy I think I'd really employ is try not to do ten minute, fifteen minute attractions. Try to get those done before the yep. special hour starts. Yeah, I so. agree. Good answer. <laughs> All right, Shutterbug zero six zero three asks. If I come to Disney solo with a five and seven year old, will my kids miss out on things because we wouldn't be able to sit together or with the seven year old wouldn't be able to sit solo uh, with our first time? So basically, this person is saying uh, is assuming a lot of rides that are two seater mm-hmm. because, yep. yeah, your seven year old can't ride alone, can't sit alone. They're, they're not old enough. Is it seven or is it actually it's seven? They can yes, sit in the same can. car with you like in the next row or something. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so you'd sit with the 5-year-old, the 7-year-old would be on their own. Yeah. Um so it'd be tricky on the attractions where they can't see you, like um Toy well, Story Midway Mania and yeah. things like that. But you're not going to ride, you know, Space Mountain probably. You're not, you know, I think for mo- for children that age, there are enough attractions mm-hmm. that you're all three going to be able to fit together. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you may yeah, have Big to Thunder, sit and you sit can. right behind you. you. You'll all fit. Yeah. yeah, Big Thunder, you Dumbo, all fit. What's funny is Mind Train, my kids fight over the uh, the single seat now. So <laughs> your kids are not going to feel left out if they have to sit by themselves. It makes them feel like well, a grown up all actually, of a sudden. you can sit three on, on Big Thunder. Yeah. No, not yeah. uh, mine train is what I was. Oh, mine so train. Big yeah, Thunder, yeah, yeah it's great. Yes. But mine train, yep. Mine train, yeah, and mine train. You know, now they may have to sit with a stranger. Your seven-year-old may end up sitting with That's someone else. So many times. Um, so just be aware of that. But they'll they'll just be right in the row, right behind you, or right in front of you. But they may sit with another person. Yep. Um, but for the most part, but like Dumbo, you know, you can sit a parent mm-hmm. and two children on Dumbo, yes. especially and, that age. You know, and then you have Pirates, which is a big bench, and Small World is a big bench. 
Um, I, the attractions you know, I, it'd be an issue is actually a very small list. I agree. Yeah. Definitely. Like even Space Mountain, you sit behind them and you can see them if they're tall enough and brave yeah. enough. Right. Yeah. Barnstormer might be. You know what's happening now, Doug, being a family of five, is I'm sitting by myself or with a random stranger, and I always hand them a rope drop radio card. (laughs) Every time. Other than that last part, I've been sitting on my own for years. Nobody, they don't put people next to me. They're like, oh, that guy. No, that guy. We're going to ruin someone's vacation. Let's have this extrovert sit by someone, and they're going to talk to them (laughs) the whole ride. That's Uh. what happens in my case. And I I'm would be always, like, is this guy going to be quiet? No, I'm, just... We're a family of three, so I'm on those rides, I'm always the one sitting by myself. My husband and my son hang together, and I'm by myself. And, yeah, we have pictures of strangers all over from Slinky Dog Dash. And test track. We have, a, we have a stranger test in track. every test track <laughs> picture on the planet. I think people are like, hey, who is that person? Oh, single yeah, yeah. rider line. It ruined our photo. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you'll be able to do all kinds of things with, I mean, like you said, Doug, I think it's, there are, there are fewer attractions where you wouldn't be able to share. Mm -hmm. So I don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And it will be awkward for like three minutes, right? Like Buzz Lightyear is a bad one because you, everybody wants a gun. Yeah. Same thing with Toy Story, but well, then the yeah. seven-year-old gets his own vehicle, and he's double yeah. shooting one yeah. with each hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the so, seven-year-old. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. K Carly Twelve asks, and this is a lot of questions. It's a little yeah. bit longer one. So, how far ahead does Disney share what rides will be down for refurbishment and when? Okay. Well, this information is actually in the app. If you go into the Walt Disney World app. Um, and you go to the park hours section and then you kind of scroll down. It'll give you the right, the attractions that are uh, under refurbishment. Now I looked today and it looks like it only goes um, out about three months. I saw it into May. Um, if you want to go farther than that, I would suggest going to um, like touring plans. Touring plans has a really good list of the refurbishment. Um, and uh, Disney Tourist Blog, Tom Bricker has a good, he's really good with that too. He gives some detail. But um, you can find it on the Walt Disney World app or, again, these uh, some of the blogs are really good about keeping up with that stuff. Yeah. And sometimes they give you three months notice as to what's going to be down, like right. Everest. Mm-hmm. And other times you're like, it's closed for the next week and a half sorry guys here's some bubbles and hula hoops what you got hula hoops they always bring out the hula hoops okay it's i mean that's the class standard i guess disney is yeah all right bubbles and hula hoops yeah so if you have scheduled refurbs then obviously you know those are showing up and then you know you have sometimes rides just go down in the slower times of the year actually well let's talk the next question is what time of the year are the most refurbishments happening the slower times of the year. February, you know when you, I swear every when I go every February, we, we they, always get like, like with them. Yes. And shut it down. Shut Typically it down. Typically after the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, has been when they do that. So those those will be the scheduled refurbishments. There was like three years in a row I never saw water where the riverboat goes. So I couldn't. Yeah. Go and, like, <laughs> you didn't know there was. Water didn't know there was water <laughs> supposed to be there. Standing like in line can't. at the haunted mansion, I'm like, well, that's yeah. an awkward attraction. It's pretty, yeah. <laughs> They can't afford to lose capacity from Thanksgiving to New Year's. Okay. So that if you want everything to be open, that's when you go. Yeah. But there's a reason it's all open because they need it open. <laughs> all right. Let's keep going. Was bummed to realize Everest was down on most of our recent trip. What are the pros and cons of a split resort stay? I just did this. Doug, you do it all the time. All the time. Pro? You see more resorts. There you go. And Con? great for podcasts and, yeah. you know, content if you're a travel yes. agent. <laughs> Con, you have to pack up stuff and A lot move. of packing. Yeah. Yes. And, like, if you're using Disney to move your bags, they may not get there till later in the evening at your yep. new resort. So, there you go. If you have a rental car, it's much easier. It's really a good idea if you want to maybe splurge on a deluxe for a night or two yeah. and then, you know, your budget, you know, go to your more budget friendly resort um, for the other half of your stay or vice versa. It's if you want to if you want to try to get a little bit of that deluxe life in, 
split stay is a really good way to do that. We used to do that where we'd stay at a, a value and then one day, like mm-hmm. the contemporary, I did one night at the, yeah. like we're staying at this resort. We're not going to a park. It's just enjoy yeah. this one. We're spending a lot of money on it, kids. That's what we do that too. Obviously, you know, we're local. So, you know, we have times when we just go over and just stay for, you know, a weekend or something like that. And we'll do um, non-park stays, especially if we're in a blackout, blockout. Um, We'll do non-park stays and we love to go over and just kind of hang out and, you know, spend time at the resort. And that's a good time also to to do a splurge. If you're not going to go to the parks, then you're going to spend more time in your resort and, you know. All right. Spend well, more money on that resort. <laughs> well, speaking of resorts, we're going to keep going with Kay Carly. She asks, are there any hidden gem locations to rest? Doug, this so is So many, you. yes. Oh. <laughs> so we did an entire, <laughs> an entire show about where to get out of the way and kind of hide and relax. So it came out June 8th of 2021. It's not an episode number. It was just a bonus titled Where to Hide Slash Relax at Walt Disney World. Ooh, I like and that. I'll just say one of my favorites to the Magic Kingdom because it's the hardest to get away without without dogging on Hall of Presidents or Carousel of Progress. I'm going to say the tent in the back of Storybook Circus. Well, there's yes. some fans. Yep. There's water fountain. It's close to snacks. Yeah. What else do you need? And when the train starts running again, it's really nice to watch the, that would the wake train me up. go and the train whistle. <laughs> the whistle would wake me up. I don't. I, I this construction's my, been great. My backside of Canada still my favorite. The, so. That's a good. Epcot has lots oh, of Epcot's Morocco of has some yep. good areas. Lots of little hidden areas. But we have a whole episode back on June eighth, twenty twenty one. Everyone, go download it now. There you go. <laughs> she continues to ask. Our last trip and first trip in a long time, we were in the Magic Kingdom from open to close, but didn't know of any nice off-the-beaten-path places to be a little quiet and rest already looking for more tips and strategies for next time. Thank you for your podcast. How greatly in preparing for our trip in January. Looking forward to the new episodes. So we kind of covered this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We got the storybook area. Yep. All right. All right. Suds and Sun asks best place to relax rest your feet and grab a beer we're going the beer here username yes. the instagram username fits perfect there's yeah. only one answer it's, here it's derek like baseline baseline tap baseline house tap that's house. exactly baseline where i was going <laughs> yep if we're talking you want beer, a beer there you go that yeah. is it uh, there's plenty of other good beers on property but uh, that's the best that's a nice be able to, to sit, sit and, hang and get out, a pretzel yeah. the size of my face yeah. <laughs> also, some of the great um, background music in yeah. all of the parks. It's a lot of trombone shorty. Be ready for that. Wow. Love baseline. Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Love it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, right. and um, uh, let's do one from Animal Kingdom, Why, shall we? Nomad Lounge? Yes, Nomad okay. Lounge. So, Those are fruity I don't know. cocktail drinks. I mean, they have beer. They have we beer, just, but oh, not. Yeah. We just got... That's Tigers a nice atmosphere, though. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, there's it's a lot great. of great places to get a drink, mm-hmm. but he said beer, and that's. I still don't understand yeah. how those churros are gluten free and taste so good. I just my brain still hurts from those. <laughs> They're amazing. All right, all right. Danny Dieter asks, "What are the best days to visit each park, or days to avoid in each park, or days to avoid in each park?" Be- Did you? I read this actually on Instagram, Doug, before, and okay. it's not read like this. All right. What are the best days to visit each park uh, or days to avoid each park? Which parks go with higher crowds and higher wait times? Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the best days to avoid are any days that filthy locals like me are there, right? <laughs> so right. really weekends you want, I mean, the busiest days are always going to be Saturday, especially Magic Kingdom Saturday. When the locals show up, I would say um, Epcot on Friday and Saturday nights mm-hmm. are busier with locals storming in, storming the palace. Um, so really weekdays, you know, if you're coming from out of town, you know, go go during the week and you'll be in good shape. Yeah, the day of the week does not matter nearly as much as it used to in the days of extra magic hours on mm-hmm. property guests flocked to the extra magic hour in the morning it didn't matter whether they were there at 10 a.m or there in time for the extra magic hour 
they still went there <laughs> and it overpopulated. You can t- see the bus stops. The bus stops in the morning will tell you where not to go. Yep. There's a big line. Yes. And now with the way they're doing that extra morning magic hour thing, part I can't remember the name right now, um, it evens it out because really? every park has yep. it every day. And it's the best thing that they could have done for the fluctuation in park crowds. So now, you know what? Go to the park that fits your schedule and don't worry about that. I will give one caveat, Doug. The weekend is the weekend. The Epcot, if there is Friday, a Saturday night. Uh, if it says first day of this festival, do not yes. go to Epcot. If it's the yeah. first day yeah. any festival, just avoid Epcot like the plague. About opening day of an attraction. That too. Avoid that. Fiftieth yes. uh, anniversary probably want to avoid not, not the best popcorn. day. A lot of crowds. Um, I was there. So lots guys, of caveats. I Doug was, was there. I, yeah, I, was I was there and thoroughly disappointed. I yeah. didn't even get a free cupcake. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. All right. Well, that does it for all of the questions that we had, guys. Those were great questions. They were. So yeah. thank you, Kathy, so much for being on this week's episode. Why don't you take a minute and tell people where they can find you? Well, I am on Twitter, as you guys know, at KathyK671. I'm also on Instagram at KathyK671 because I'm so creative. I decided to use the same handle for both. It's called and branding. I, right there you go and i discovered that i was not following you guys i was not following rope drop radio <gasps> on instagram i fixed that oh yay don't worry i fixed it so i'm following you guys now on instagram and of course if you have questions like these you'll definitely want to stop by and visit my friends at plan disney and that's plandisney.com and just submit your question you can also search for questions there are lots of questions kind of in the can already that may have an answer that you're looking for either so there's a search box at the top if you don't find what you're looking for submit a question and you will get a personalized answer from one of the amazing plan disney panelists and if you want to hear kathy's first show with us where she does the lightning round at the end it's (laughs) episode 252 i'm glad you looked it up doug 252 All right. Well, we also are going to have Kathy on our Patreon episode because one question that didn't come up and it bothered me so much is no one asked about the new Disney living that was announced this week. And if any of us were actually going to get a place to live and stay. Uh, So we're going to talk about that and some more things on Patreon. If you want that bonus content, you're going to have to go into our show notes, click that Patreon page and definitely support us and support us some more by leaving reviews. Doug loves butchering your names every week. And so keep that up. Thank you for all the five-star reviews. Thank you for everyone who's been listening. And of course, if you want to book a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, any of the things, you need to contact the Rope Drop Queen, Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes. She would love. She's actually emailing me right now on a trip that we have coming up. Hopefully, Doug, if, you know, flights aren't, you know, flights, flights are not as cheap as they used to be. Let's talk about that now. Winter flight yeah. price is going to come back down to normal. Ooh, that's a Patreon topic. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much, listeners. So for Kathy and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. <laughs>